A reading from John 17, 1-3. After Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people, that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Now, for the next, uh, today and for tomorrow and the next day, we're going to be focusing on, on uh, Jesus' prayer. Uh, the, 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 it's almost like his final statement. He's summing up what he had been saying, but now he's turning to prayer. And in the first part, we have him say, glorify your son, which is, in a way, he's praying for himself. It's almost a prelude to the prayer we're going to get in the Garden of Gethsemane, where he's, uh, and we will talk about this later, about taking away the cup uh, if it's the will of the Father. Uh, here he's saying, but what does he mean, glorify your son? What is he referring to here? What is going to glorify his son, mm. the son? Well, it's going to come in stages, and um, the glorification is the idea of being lifted up. Um, the idea of glory was the coming of light, but also ascribing to something that's greater. And it's kind of an interesting aspect. Jesus is going to be lifted up on the cross, which is an odd way to be glorified. Uh, this is the the vindication of what he's come to do. But the glorification is really the whole Christ event coming together. And so it's not just the cross, it's the resurrection. The the validation of everything he says about himself comes through resurrection. Um, if it's simply the cross, he dies a martyr, uh, a good example. His death isn't any different than any other religious leader's death. But through the resurrection, the validation, the vindication of the Father is upon him that he has taken death and now is the releaser of, of life to those who come unto him. And so there's this glorification, there's this lifting up. There's a passage that says, um, Jesus will be lifted up and all men will be drawn unto him. It's an interesting dynamic. The lifting up there is that idea of being glorified and seen for who he is. And oddly enough, he's glorified on the cross. Uh, we have a, an unusual symbol of glorification, which is the cross. We, we glory in the cross, which is odd. It's like glorying in an electric chair. Uh, it's like glorying in a, um, uh, any other form of death. But it's because at that point, Jesus becomes the bearer of our death, and then through resurrection, the releaser of life, uh, both abundant and eternal. Well, the, the, the depth and, and richness of the symbol of the cross uh, comes through what it was intended for by man, which was humiliation and punishment and degradation uh, and the, the, the most severe kind of penalty uh, for people that had been condemned uh, uh, by the authorities. And so the paradox of the cross being the symbol of life and resurrection and hope and, and uh, relationship 
and, 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 the, and the sacrifice for, on behalf of others, it, there's a complexity to, the, to it that is oftentimes unstated or even unrealized, but we have to have those two components, the glory and the humiliation. Yeah, it's, it, I think it escapes us all the time. I mean, here we are taping in my office and behind you are a dozen crosses and crucifixes that I have collected from around the world. If I ever stop and think about it, what an odd symbol that brings a certain level of comfort to me because it was the place of my Savior's death. And uh, it draws us into the mystery of the Scripture that through His death there is glorification and we are set free through it.